Hey, 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 guys, it's your boy Nick Hale, and you listen to Into the Muse. So today I have Haiku with me here. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, so you've been doing this for a while now, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, so yeah, I, I've, I pretty much do hip hop music uh, with uh, live instrumentation, but you know, like my sound is very varied, it's very versatile, so uh, we call it uh, indie rap fusion. And the reason I say we is because I also have a band outside of my own individual act. Uh, yeah, so they're called Haiku and the 575s, so it's five of us as well, so yeah. That's dope. So how long have you been doing this and what are your inspirations? Okay, so I've been, I mean, I pretty much started playing guitar when I was uh, 19, uh, so it's almost 11 years now. Uh, then I also started uh, um making beats when I was even younger, uh, probably 14 or something like that. So that's been like 16, that's a whole teenager. <laughs> so, so, uh, uh, but it, it's the interesting thing is, uh, it's, I fell in love with music from these two different dimensions. Firstly, from a hip hop perspective at 14. And then uh, when I discovered guitar at 19, and then I started to bring them together in envisioning you know how they can coexist so i mean from a from a hip hop perspective i grew up listening to people like dr dre eminem nas yeah. you know kanye west and all of them and then from a guitar perspective it's like john mayer bob dylan bob marley like all those guys and so now a crazy idea was to how can what would john mayer and kanye west <laughs> child <laughs> sound like <laughs> And that was the birth of haiku. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So the name haiku. Yeah. Um, is Japanese, right? It is Japanese. Yes. So is there like anything behind? Yeah. Haiku. Definitely, definitely. It's it's actually ironic because a haiku is a short form uh, poem. It's a, it's a Japanese poem, usually coming from agriculture. So it's very specific, very unique. Uh, um, it, it, it has five syllables in the first line, second syllables, second line, five syllables in the third line, and that's it. Uh, so, um, uh, hence the band is called the 575s. So now it is, uh, because of the short nature of this poem, uh, you have to pick your words carefully because yeah. the best haikus will kind of leave you like dumbfounded or awestruck, like, <laughs> that you know like people have very uh, creative ways of using wordplay um in a very uh yeah like a very intelligent way in order to leave an amazing impression on you and so from a lyrical perspective that's what i aim to do uh hence my music is very lyrical yeah uh, yeah so yeah yeah so i see you are like yeah. very specific with your lyrics and things yeah yeah Definitely, definitely. It's. I think it's important. I think even though now we love turning up and like I don't mind doing some turn up music here and there, um, it is important to not undermine the consumer because I think, you know, a lot of people look at music as like the great escape from yeah. whatever they're struggling to achieve. 
whereas it uh, you know the very best musicians are genius and they they put in so much work and effort when you think about Tupac when you think about Freddie Mercury you think about Michael Jackson even right now you know Beyonce is really like mind-blowing yeah. on stage as well so you know when you look at that extreme and then you look at the people who are just jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> just because it's cool or whatever you know it's I think it's important not to undermine the consumer uh, because there are people who are looking for something more in music. Yeah. So you have uh, your song Stone Cold uh, is going to be played on MTV, right? Yes, MTV bass. Cool. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit of the process of getting it on there? Okay, so, so this is a very cool question because uh, um, I am an independent artist. I'm, I'm working through my record label, which is Chino Records, and it's, uh, it, it's partnered with a uh, content creation company called Chino Media, which I founded uh, two years ago, uh, the record label four years ago. Um, and it's really uh, an ambitious, uh, the, the companies are an ambitious, they have an ambitious vision of uh, bridging the gap between mainstream uh, success and credibility um, and uh, the independent artist. You know, uh, a lot of people who are independent artists will tell you, they just don't have the money, the connections, the, the equipment, the skill set yeah. in order to create world-class products. Now for us, it's taken, I say us because I have a team that I work with and it's taken us time to acquire the skills, studying film, um, you know, to, to save up and buy good cameras and equipment and stuff like that. But now we want to offer that uh, content creation uh, facility to artists because I know artists like myself can record themselves at home but they just don't have the money to create music videos and stuff like that so so um, at Chino Media we do that we work with independent artists that we believe in who are serious uh, not just yeah, yeah. you know you know how some people are just looking for attention <laughs> but the serious guys we, we work with them create videos for them and in terms of getting my own music video onto M MTV, so it's, it's, it's an online submission that they do, but the strategy I use was to add a little social proofing and credibility by uh, submitting first to Vivo. So Vivo is kind of like the best platform to be on for music videos. Yeah. Uh, it also pays well because you get a portion of the, the ad revenue. Uh, so if you just ramp up your numbers, you will get, you know, a decent return. And so uh, based on the credibility of Vivo, um, I sent the link to, to MTV Trace, Channel O, uh, and some international, you know, platforms as well. And yeah, I got a positive response from MTV Base Africa, and they said that they, they have um, commissioned my video into their programming, their music library, uh, which means it will be on different shows that it applies to uh, cool. yeah, throughout the week. It's quite cool what you're doing there, because I know a lot of artists, there are a lot of artists out there, but they don't really know much about the industry, and they have the talent, but they don't have the resources. So what Chino is doing is what a lot of young people are looking for. Yeah.
So growing up, what were the influences around you and um, were people supportive of you following this path? Mm, that's, very, uh, that's a very good question. Yeah. So growing up, I grew up in a small town called Sabi Pumalanga, uh, in a township called Simile. Uh, so it's like probably 8,000 or even less people now uh, who live there. Um, and I mean, it was on the rural scale of uh, things, it was probably seven out of 10, you know, like my dad had a kraal with like cows and stuff like that. Yeah. He had a business, uh, yeah, and, and the cows were part of that business as well. Um, so we didn't really have much exposure except for music on TV and, and uh, uh, what you call it, radio. But um, when I was like seven or something, my dad did buy me a guitar. There was a man who came to my dad's store and he sold the guitar and uh, he, they could see that I wanted it. Um, so he bought it for me. But then a couple of years, a couple of months later, uh, another man came into the store saying that that was his guitar, <laughs> which was stolen. <laughs> so then, you know, like, yeah, they had to yank a guitar away from a seven-year-old. Uh, I cried, but uh, the seed was planted. There was, a, there was another dude who, uh, like an old dude who used to play guitar and lived like two houses from me. And he... Uh, he, when I think about it now, it's a little creepy because it was like a middle-aged dude <laughs> yeah. and it was me and a friend of mine uh, who would just go to his house, his room, and he would just play guitar for us, but it was pretty cool. Um, and so I think, yeah, fr from a guitar perspective, the seed was planted very early. Yeah. yeah and uh, then I, uh, yeah, when I moved to Pretoria at 10, I kind of got exposed to DSTV, Suburban Life. Uh, in my hometown, we had Mnet, but we yeah. didn't have DSTV. Or so there was not much other people doing, other musicians around you growing up. So it was mainly yeah. like your vision or your yeah, goal. Pretty much. It was, just, it was a spark. It was a, a spark that, uh, that came through in a, a space that is not really busy outside of retail, you know, just the typical uh, like stuff that you sell just to live uh, in a small, it's really like a big village. It's a small, small town. Yeah. Uh, there is a main like town uh, where there's more business going on, but yeah, like it's, it's not much really. So yeah, it was a moment uh, uh, in which my interest was sparked and that moment never left me. Yeah. Cool. So other than music, yeah. what are your side hustles, should I say? Yeah, uh, that's, a, that's also a pretty dope question because I do believe uh, if you're an independent artist, you need side hustles yeah. in this country uh, because we, um, I, I feel like a lot of us have first world expectations in the third world reality. <laughs> yeah. So we need to keep in mind that like our... Uh, although our economy is growing at a fast rate, which is good relative to the advanced economies, it still needs a lot of uh, improvement in industry infrastructure, uh, and especially for the arts, because in finance, uh, which is one of my side hustles, yeah. so I studied finance at UCT. Oh, cool. Um, and yeah, in, like the finance world is highly respected in South Africa. For instance, our, uh, internationally, the South African finance industry, for instance, 
like our chartered accountants are rated in the top four in terms of rankings in the world. Wow, I did not know that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, and our insurance industry has been rated number one at some point in the world in terms of innovation. So the finance industry is world-class. It's like first world, you know, uh, level. But the music industry is like third world level because (laughs) (laughs) you can make fire music and but it will go unknown, unheard, and yeah. Exactly, because people don't have data, people don't have the, the, the stages. For instance, we play uh, indie rap fusion, a combination of rap and singing as well as live instrumentation. It was the toughest thing to go <laughs> to, to uh, a hip-hop club and say we want to rap instruments. <laughs> They're like, no, we want to turn up. And then... It was a tough thing to go to indie spots and play, you know, um, you know, indie soundscapes with raps in them because they're like, no, but we want, we like the guitar, but we want you to sing. Yeah. And so it 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 took a lot of time and frustration and convincing, but eventually people saw the unique, you know, thing that we were doing, and they started to rally behind. You know, uh, myself as as the solo artist, as well as my band Haiku and the Five Seven Fives. So, when did you meet your other crew members? Okay, so that's uh, it's like it was one by one. Uh, so it's five of us. So uh, the first one I met was Ty uh, Ty Iller, who's his own artist as well. Uh, yeah. He's a classically trained jazz trained pianist. Uh, he also plays. Uh, guitar, bass guitar, drums, like myself, um, and yeah, he raps, uh, but he's, yeah, he's a really high level. Met him probably 2015, uh, yeah, through a friend, and uh, we've been working together ever since. James I met when I was studying film, so he was studying sound engineering oh. here at Oakfields, and I was studying film as well here um, for two years, uh, and then... Uh, yeah, so I met him here and we started jamming together. It's funny, we're both lecturers here, <laughs> but uh, he lectures in sound engineering. And then uh, um, then we met, uh, I also met Tavi, so uh, through, uh, who, who plays drums. So James plays lead guitar, Tavi so plays uh, drums for, uh, or bass guitar, sorry, and drums for us. Um, and he's also an indie artist. Uh, I actually sent you, uh, he's one of the yeah. artists with the songs. Yeah. yeah. He's got a song called Cover It that, that he released right now. And then um, uh, Ben uh, is actually, it's, it's pretty cool because he's from the American Embassy. So we've got a really good relationship as a band with the American Embassy. We've performed like several occasions for them. They even gave us these cool... Uh, medals of I don't know what they are <laughs> medals of honor <laughs> maybe I don't know <laughs> so, so he's from the American Embassy unfortunately Ben had to move uh, to another post uh, internationally uh, and uh, uh, but we do have another friend from the American Embassy who plays drums as well his name is Mike uh, so yeah uh, that's kind of how we all met so can you tell us about your upcoming album Sure thing, man. Uh, so the upcoming album is called Amalgam, which comes from the term amalgamation, which is like a collection of different things that form one thing. Oh. I actually heard the word first from uh, 
APSA, the name APSA, Amalgamated Banks of South Africa. <laughs> so it's a collection <laughs> of banks. But it felt like the perfect name, Amalgam, because um, a lot of the songs, not, not all of them, but quite a few are based on relationships that I've had with different women in my life. Um, and then I sort of decided to personify life as a whole, uh, as a woman as well, sort of to to have this kind of back and forth, uh, you know, uh, call and response with oh, life as well. It's yeah. quite deep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so uh, yeah, the whole thing is, is pretty much uh, a concept album based on, on that concept. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's just uh, an, another reason why the term amalgam felt right is because my, my style, sonically, I'm all over the place. So... There are songs which I, uh, like, I strip down just guitar singing. There are songs which are, like, completely, like, synth, like, produced, you yeah. know, and, and uh, just, like, hardcore bars, rapping. And then there's everything in between that you, you can imagine, you know, guitar solos here and there. There's also, uh, like, rapping while playing guitar. And, uh, yeah, like, live drums here or there, and bass and, and whatnot. Um, singing and rapping on some songs so it's yeah it's an amalgamation of different styles as well cool yeah so coming up with your styles and things yeah like starting off I'm sure it wasn't where it is now yeah so on the development stage yeah how can you like take us through it yeah, sure. I mean, um, so first and foremost, the way that you mix and master, Hip-hop is different to the way you mix and master um, uh, live instrumentation, live music. Yeah. Uh, Hip-hop is very bass heavy. So you like, especially now, the 808s, are, it's yeah. all about 808s. Whereas like the live instrumentation, you, you, you want to keep drums and bass sort of like a structure, but it's more the melodic and harmonic elements that are really dope. So it took a while to figure out how to mix my music to still have that hip-hop edge, uh, but also maintain the beauty of melody and harmony in certain songs. And so I kind of came up with an approach of, uh, you know, like having like a mellow part, which builds up into like a heavy chorus, or sometimes I, I have a heavy... Like, that's when I'm singing. So if I'm singing, it, it, the verses will be mellow, and then the chorus will be like heavy uh, to kind of uh, balance it yeah. out. But if I'm rapping, then I will have like hard verses and then I'll sing in the chorus to make it like uh, mellow. And, and so it gives it that dynamic experience as well. Um, so yeah, initially it was, it was tough. I mean, sometimes we have these ideas in our minds, but to actually bring them about is the most difficult thing. Um, so it's, it's only when I really sat down and learned how to mix uh, my music that I was able to like bring out the best parts. Oh, yeah. yeah, mixing is like if you're painting, it's kind of like if you're painting a face and you're, you're, you're trying to bring out the eyes a bit more because you know that's the most captivating part of the painting, then you get you know, some extra texture and you make sure that the eyes are the, the thing that stands out the most or whatever. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a fascinating way to put it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty what much. about lyrically, like your yeah. flow and things? 
you know, it's it's actually uh, so like I I'm a big boom bap fan in terms of raps, uh, but I do like the kind of triplet flow, the Migos, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it creates new ways of approaching rap. It's very modern. Uh, I I also like I I sometimes you also have to you know learn from the youngsters as well, like the Ray Shremmers and the yeah. Triple X's and 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 them the way that they use their voices is so different now hip hop like hip hop used to just be about bars but now it's about the vibe it's about the experience yeah. as well hip hop is like now the new rock cuz i know when i was growing up yeah. rock was like everything that you heard yes. now it's if you, yeah yeah like everywhere it's hip hop like yeah. there's different genres of hip hop and exactly. things exactly it's so vast and and uh, i'm a big fan of that that's why like um, i i do versatile soundscapes because i'm a big fan of creativity uh, i like um funny enough uh robin thick's first album a beautiful world is one of my favorites in terms of versatility um because he went from like piano singing to like uh, the next track was like r&b the next track was like the beatles in the 60s yeah. <laughs> you know so he went all over the place and then he does a cappella or kind of in in the very first song a beautiful world so so i i like that about hip hop because now you can, you can do the sample based hip hop which i do you can do 808s which can be like heavy like panda or which can be like chill like you know triple x uh tentacion uh, sad or um you know like post malone does like these atmospheric yeah. sounds and those really uh, are ideal for guitar solos i actually have a song called the size of dreams which is coming up which uses atmospheric you know 808 type you know uh soundscape but also with a a cool guitar solo that's that yeah i i think will be pretty cool yeah. cool so when are you going to re- be releasing your album Okay so right now we're really just focusing on uh the second single and the third uh single uh just to build on the momentum that we've established now um and then we'll decide on an album uh date after the third single um I've I've done the songs I think I'm like 90% done with recording it's more about the final touches but you know my favorite producers uh Dr Dre uh Kanye West they're very perfectionist yeah. <laughs> in their approach you know so uh i i give myself enough time to listen again and again and again until i'm happy listen on my phone listen to my headphones listen to the laptop my tv my car time and time again just to see like if the song is ready uh and listen against other you know songs which are in the industry to see if it it's if it's up to scratch and if the mix is good enough uh and yeah so i think i'll only be able to know uh the the date of release of the album when the third singles out <laughs> <laughs> okay cool yeah so um other than um albums and things yeah um what else are you putting out there Okay so the interesting thing which will be from the second album onwards is a social campaign so for me uh there was a huge event in my life 
which took me out of the finance world into the world of the arts, which was uh, a, a recovery from an illness, a metabolic illness. So I, I've had issues with my stomach for a long time, stomach and intestines. Um, and I've been on medication to kind of help the digestive process for like a while. Uh, yeah. And it's been an evolving experience. Um, and that just showed me how short life is. So, you know, beyond this first album, um, I want to do something that has more of a social campaign behind it. So I've actually written a book, uh, which is like the first draft is done. So I've just given it to trusted eyes to kind of edit uh, and see what they can suggest that I improve on. Um, so yeah, that has more to do with talking about uh, life, existentialism, health, the health industry. So it, it's got a, a like a social responsibility component to it. So beyond music, I want to release that social campaign as a uh, as an album, a book, a documentary, um, and um, also a couple of videos of people who've been through similar experiences and how their story can help to improve society as well. That's quite cool because there's not a lot of people who like work on stuff other than their own, um, their own hustle. Yeah. yeah. Like most people are just focused on their own things mm. that they don't, are not concerned about uh, other people. That's a very good point. And that's actually the core theme of this book that I'm doing, uh, which is called If Realized, Fulfilled. So it's Earth. And uh, uh, it's really about finding or striking a balance between the individual human experience, which is you, which is an internal experience, and then the collective human experience, which is external. It's your relationship with other people and the planet, the world around you. Um, so I think that whether we like to accept it or not, we do have an intrinsic responsibility and accountability to each other. Um, because even if you only are concerned about your own self and your own pockets, um, if you're the only rich person in your neighborhood, there will be people who rob you <laughs> yeah. because you're, you're the only one that has resources. So, so part of taking care of yourself is actually taking care of other people. Um, but you also don't want to overexert yourself uh, by taking care of others to the detriment of yourself. Yeah. So, so there's a saying that I have in one of my songs. If you're too selfless, you'll end up with nothing. And if you're too selfish, you'll end up with no one. Okay, so thanks Haiku for taking your time to do this. Um, is there anything you want to add on? Um, thank you so much, Nick, for having me on your show, Enter the Muse. It's such a pleasure to be on here. And uh, I just want to say uh, to you guys, thank you for uh, supporting local platforms and supporting independent art. I think it's very important. I think you guys as consumers should also know it's important to uh, continue to support uh, independent art because those are the true free thinkers. We actually create the music that we would like to make and uh, we share it with the public and hopefully you guys like it. Um, and yeah, long may independent art thrive. You heard that, guys. That was Haiku and this is Nick from Into the Muse. Stay updated.
for next week, we're doing another interview with another local artist. 